Welcome to the Basic Money Matters Show, where we take the complicated financial parts of your life and business and make it easy for you to understand. We discuss tools and tips to help you manage your personal and business finances. Are you ready to get your finances in order? Well, I am your host, Annette Sullivan, Certified Public Accountant and CEO of Temple Management Consulting. And I am very, very happy that you've joined our episode once again and excited about the topic today because it's a topic that is so very important for us all to get. And it's timely considering all that's going on in the world today. There's so many untimely hospitalizations and deaths and sicknesses, illnesses, just so many things going on, both good and bad. But it's we must always put ourselves in a position where we are preparing and planning for the best of life and even sometimes the worst of life. So as I listen and watch um, people, events unfolding, families being affected by um, unplanned illnesses, and people running around trying to figure out where this is and where that is for their loved ones in order to handle their affairs. I'm reminded of the importance of us all telling someone, showing someone where things are. We're not going to make this complicated. We're going to make it very simple. This is really all about making it easy for your loved ones in case you get disabled, incapacitated, even just for a short period of time or for a longer period of time or pass away. None of us want to really think about it. But we know things are happening and they're happening um, in unexpected ways. And none of us want to think about things like this, but it's important. And so, and I'm sure that we are all in agreement that we don't want our loved ones to have a difficult time. They're going to have a difficult time already in dealing with um, making sure that we are cared for, if we're in a hospital, but there's the business aspect that needs to be taken care of. And so oftentimes, loved ones just don't know where things are to take care of our business. If we're incapacitated, can't speak in the hospital or have passed away. And so these things that I'm going to talk about today are pretty simple and pretty easy it just takes a dedication to sit down and simply do it, write it out, type it out. It'll take a little bit of time, but it will be well worth the effort. So what we're talking about is simply designing and preparing a way for your loved ones to know 
how to help themselves in helping to handle your business affairs. So it starts with envision a notebook and you're going to pull out one piece of paper and the first piece of paper in that notebook is going to be basic information, your name, your address, your social security number, date of birth, and place of birth. Let's repeat that. Your name and address, your social security number, your date of birth, and your place of birth. So you ask, why do we need that? Well, it all depends on your family situation, but not everybody that is going to be charged with, whether they plan to or not, uh, in handling your business affairs, even know your social security number, of course they wouldn't, or where you were born or your place of birth. birth. And sometimes those are pieces of information that's needed um, in order to handle certain aspects of your affairs. So it is worth just simply putting all of that information on that first page, that top page, as uh, in critical information relating to, to you. So at the end of the day, when we finish this, what we'll have is something akin to a personal document locator. And this is something that will be shared with someone that you trust, where this, these pieces of papers are. Um, at the end, it'll be about five or six pieces of paper or whether you, you know, put it documented on um, electronically, it doesn't matter. But by having this, anybody that you charge with handling your affairs can pick this up and be able to take care of your business. And isn't that what you want? If you're unable to, for any length of time, they will be able to log in into important online accounts. They will be able to know who your insurance broker is, your attorney, financial advisor, other key contacts that a person may need to call. At the end of the day, they will have in this little, little notebook that you're going to prepare a list of all of the important documents that are critical, and we're going to go through those, and where they are located. You're going to tell them where they are located, and we're going to share some common uh, places where people may put these things. By having this together, you have provided the highway, the direction, the, the who, the what, the when, the where, the how for your loved ones, your appointed persons to handle your business. Otherwise, they will be turning over, pulling out drawers, Searching high and low for a piece of paper. They will be wondering what is the password to your computer. 
They will be trying to figure out how to access your funds in order to pay your light bill. Do you really want that to be the case? And I believe the answer would be no. So let's make it easy. And and also by preparing this personal document locator or this little notebook, the, the highway, what this does is it gets all of us to thinking about uh, this. And as you're preparing this, you may discover there may be some other documents that, hmm, or some other uh, contacts that you probably need to add to your list. It will give you a great sense of relief when you're done to know that you have provided the highway for your loved ones to know exactly where to go and how to get to the things that they need to take care of your business. So we talked about the first page. Let's move to the second page of this notebook. It's not really a full notebook, but it'll end up being a few pages. So we all have personal contacts that are important as it relates to our financial or business life. Some of us have attorneys. If you have an attorney, so the second page will be contacts, personal contacts. And when we're talking about contacts, we're not talking about friends or just family members. We're talking about these are the individuals that are consultants, advisors, or contacts that relate to your business affairs. That's what that next page would be. So you will list their name, each one, and you would list what their position is. So if you, if you have an attorney, a personal attorney, you would list their name, their address, the name of their firm, and their phone number and email address. Five pieces of information for each one. Name. Number two, address. Three, name of the company. Number four, the phone number. And number five, the email address. If you have an accountant, a tax preparer, a financial advisor, any of those individuals, or all of them, they should all be listed separately with the same five pieces of information. What is their name, their address, their firm's name, their phone number, and their email address? And of course, if you have an insurance agent or broker, whatever you want to call it, insurance agent, the same thing. Insurance agent is going to be very, very important. Same five pieces of information. So on your contacts page or pages, we'll list all individuals and companies these are people that you pay to provide these services, 
or that provide these services for you that relate to your financial life. They will all be on that page, the contacts page. So, so far, the first page is just the basic personal information page regarding yourself. And the second one is the contacts page for those advisors, tax accountants, insurance, insurance agents, etc. So let's move to the third section or the third page. This is where you will list all of the online accounts that you have pertaining to your financial affairs. It is at your discretion what you want to list and how you will decide what goes on this page is if you think if something happens to me, where will an individual need to go online in my online life to handle my business? That's what should be on this page. And this page will list, you'll give a description, but you must absolutely list the website address. So if it's a bank account, you will list the bank name and you can actually say checking account at X bank. And then the next column, you will list the URL or the web address www.bank1.com, if that's the name of your bank. And then in the third column, you're going to clearly list your username. And in the last column, clearly list your password. And this page or this third section will list absolutely every online account that is important for someone to access to handle your business. If you have insurance policies and you can retrieve those online to get a current status, you can um, you should list the insurance information there, the insurance company and their web address, etc. So for many of us, this will be a very full page for your uh, online accounts. Be careful what you list here. And of course, this document locator, you will not leave in a place that is easily accessible. And we'll talk about that later and who would have access to it. Obviously, because everything about your personal life is listed here. And it may make you a little nervous, but... You know, you may want to invest in a safe, just a very small safe. If you or if you don't have a safe deposit box, and we'll talk about that a little later, but any locking drawer that um, is limited in terms of who has access to it, you know, just a safe space, a safe spot for this. But this would be extremely valuable to your loved ones if something happened to you and you're not able to handle your affairs. 
they have to be able to pay your rent on your behalf. They have to be able to pay your mortgage, to pay your utilities, to contact your job, to do all of these various things on your behalf. And if you don't help them, it will make it extremely, extremely difficult on top of the emotional stress that they already have concerned about your well-being. So then we move to the fourth section or the fourth page. And literally, it's really the last section, but it is the longest. So in this section, I want you to think about, first think about where you do or will keep your important documents. You need to specify the location where you keep your important documents. So let's call that section four. And that's basically a location key. So let's say you have a safe deposit box at a bank. So you're going to say location one is the safe deposit box at X bank whatever bank that is. If you choose to keep important documents in other locations inside your home, you need to specify that exact location. Don't just say in the bedroom, in the office, in the kitchen. You need to specify that it is in the bedroom, in the credenza top right drawer. Be as specific as possible so that your loved ones can actually locate these documents. So where those specific locations are, you're going to list them. So once again, let's just use an example of four different locations that you have. So let's say you have a safe deposit box at bank one. And let's say you keep documents in your kitchen and you have a, a desk, a small desk in your kitchen with one drawer. So you will say kitchen desk drawer is location number two. Location number one would be the safe deposit box. And let's say you have a third location in your, let's say, storage room. And so you will say location number three is the storage room. Box on shelf, so to speak. I'm I'm being very hypothetical here. Now, Finally, you may have a fourth location. I doubt very seriously you would want to disperse things in all these various locations, but this is just to give you a very expanded example. Uh, Maybe the fourth location may be uh, in your office, in a file cabinet, bottom drawer. Fourth location, office file cabinet, bottom drawer. So you, you understand the importance of specifying exactly where 
documents are. And because you have listed those four locations as where there would be important documents, those would be the only places that you would have these important documents. So if you happen to pull an important document out of that location to use, to review, and etc., make sure you put it back. You put it back where you retrieved it from. So that fourth section would be basically the location key. Location one, location two, location three, location four, location five. And you might want to keep it very simple and say, I am only going to keep my important documents in one of two locations. They are either going to be in the safe deposit box at the bank or the safe in my home. And that's very simple. So location one would be bank safe deposit box. Location two would be the safe in my home. So now, the last section of this binder or notebook, whatever you want to call it, is the listing of the important documents themselves and where they're located. Location one, location two, location three, or location four, if you have four locations. You will also need to specify in this section, and I think we should create a, a final section, you would also need to specify the location of the safe deposit box key. You have to have a key and someone needs to know where it is if you're keeping anything in the safe deposit box. So in this whole binder or notebook thing, somewhere you need to specify where that safe deposit key. If you have a safe, you will also need to specify the combination to that safe. If it has a safe combination or specify or say where the location of the safe deposit key. And so to me, this would go in this fifth section under important documents. I would say important documents slash key safe and key and safe combination. So let's talk about some of the documents that is considered important for you to retrieve from where they are right now in your home. So that's why this may take some time. Retrieve these documents. Decide which location you're going to keep them in and then list them here. So in this final section, it's just simply going to be, you're going to list each document. And in the next column, you're going to indicate whether they're in the location one, location two, 
or location, whatever your location numbers are. So in our easy example, we had two locations. Location one is the safe deposit box, and location two is the safe in your home. So let's use that easy example. So the first important document that we all should have is a will. So in that section five, you're going to, number one, you're going to list will. And then you're going to check off. We'll have two columns. One column is for location one, and the second column is for location two. And your loved ones will know what that means because in the section before, you indicated what location one was and what, one, what location two was. So you're going to check the column to indicate that your will is maintained in location one or two. If you have a power of attorney, that is another key important document that will allow others to act on your behalf. A healthcare directive is a key important document that will share out your desires as, as it pertains to particular um, healthcare actions. Birth certificate or birth certificates. Likely you may wanna keep them all together for your family members. Birth certificates should all be uh, indicated listed here and indicated where you're going to, where you have kept them. Social security cards, very important. And the good thing once again is by doing this, this will give you an opportunity to find these things in your home and get them in an put in an orderly manner just for yourself. I know that you have thought about it and said it over and over over the years. Boy, I really need to get these things together, find these things and put them all together. Well, this is a wonderful opportunity to do it. So you get a chance to find these documents, print them out if they needed to be printed out, gather them, Look at them, make sure that they're updated, and then organize them and put them all together in the location that you desire, the one location. They should not be all over your home unless there's something strategic about that for you. And you may have a purpose for it. Is If you know where they are and they're all over your home and there's a purpose, that's fine. But they shouldn't just be haphazardly anywhere because first of all you will have a hard time finding them uh, better yet someone else so marriage certificates are just as important as birth certificates as an important document here military papers adoption papers divorce or separation papers what about the, the, the titles to your vehicles? You own the vehicles? Those are important papers. Deeds. 
any property deeds, tax returns, bank account records, mortgage and loan papers. Then we go into the insurance policy category. You're going to have um, car insurance policies, life insurance policies, health insurance policies, and property insurance policies. All of those policies. Any important business papers. If you own a business, you had startup papers, your incorporation papers, any trademarks, patents, things of that nature. Retirement account papers relating to your 401k, your IRAs, etc. If you have investments, all of the paperwork regarding those. Proof of citizenship papers. And then finally, actually not quite finally, we did talk about important keys and combinations, but if you have any antiques or heirlooms, jewelry, cash, funeral instructions, and finally, important keys. That's a very exhaustive list, which most people won't have every single thing on it, but that gives you a very, very good idea of all of the important papers. Sometimes when we're thinking about important papers, all we think about is an insurance policy. We don't really think about uh, marriage certificates and and social security cards and citizenship papers and but you know hearing these things should should just you know pretty prompt you it's like oh wow that applies to me write it down and all of these should be listed in no particular order but you would number them number one will number two life insurance policy number three car title to the van number four you list them as it works for you and as you list each one to the right, you're going to indicate whether they're in location one or location. Now, you don't have to write out, and if you want to, you can write out life insurance. And then to the right of it, you can say safe deposit box. If that works easier for you, then that's fine. And then you can write out uh, proof of citizenship, and then you may say home safe. Whichever method works for you, or you can just say location one or location two. But the bottom line is that this is the map. This is, you have now prepared a very valuable map for your loved ones to be able to take care of your business as necessary. And with this map, this map is going to be maintained in a very secure place and you will need to let a trusted individual or individuals know where this map is. Now, if you don't do that, they'll never be able to find the map in order to help you. So you need to let a trusted individual know where this map is. So we indicated five different sections. 
top page, your personal information. The second page is going to be a listing of the important contacts regarding your financial life. The third page is going to be listing all of your online accounts, the internet URL, the website address, the username and the password, your username and the password. And when you change usernames and passwords, you need to go back to this document and update it. Don't forget to keep it updated. The next section is the listing of the location, location one, two, three, etc., of where you're keeping your important documents. And the final section is a list of the of the important documents that pertain to you and their location, as indicated in the section before. And remember, if you do have a safe deposit box at the bank, you need to list where that key is, your key. If you have a combination safe or a key safe in the home, you also need to list that combination or where the key is. And finally, if you decide to keep, it's just good best practice. If you're going to put items in the safe deposit box, particularly if you're going to put originals in there, it's just a good idea to keep a copy of those documents somewhere in your uh, home locations. Okay. A safe deposit box at a bank is always a great idea because it helps protect your valuable information from fire and theft. So you certainly want to use that uh, if it's available to you. If there's any tragedy that happens in your home, uh, some things that are very difficult to recover or get another copy of or it takes a long time, it could be you know, just pretty frustrating to get another copy of your social security card or or various um, certificates. So those would be good candidates to keep in the safe deposit box or your safe. If you have a fireproof safe, that's the, that's the point of having that. So I hope that this um, has been very helpful to you. We all must be thinking about uh, planning ahead for the um, unexpected, and this will help you and your family to be of help uh, to you in case you are out of commission for a short period of time. It doesn't always have to be something bad. Uh, You could be traveling and detained and not able to get to your things in this document can be helpful to someone that you've appointed to take care of your business. So we really do thank you for joining us for the Basic Money Matters show. All of our shows are broadcast on hindsightmediaradio.com where there is always something good to talk about. You can also find us on TuneIn Radio, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to tune in for the next episode 
of Basic Money Matters. Thank you so much.